0: Good morning everyone and welcome to Julius Bear's Moving Markets podcast. It's Friday the 8th of September and my name is Helen Freer. On today's show I'll be talking about the latest market news with my colleague Bernadette Anderko and then I'll be getting all the latest on currencies from Thomas Kaflisch. But let's start with the latest market news. Good morning Bernadette. Good morning Helen. So Apple's hitting the headlines for all the wrong reasons, just days away from the launch of the iPhone 15. What's the latest there, Bernadette?
1: Yes, Helen, uh, the company saw its uh, share price drop a further 3% yesterday, shaving nearly £200 from the value of the firm over the past two days. Uh, Bloomberg News revealed uh, yesterday that China plans to expand a ban on the use of iPhones in sensitive departments to now include government-backed agencies and state companies, Obviously, this will be a sign of growing challenges for Apple in what's its biggest foreign market and a global production base. Um, So apparently now several of these government agencies have started to instruct staff not to bring their iPhones to work. And it's said that Beijing is intending to extend that restriction far more broadly to certain state-owned enterprises and a number of other government-controlled organisations. Um, Of course, all of this will threaten to erode Apple's position in China, which, let's not forget, yields the firm about a fifth of its revenue and is the birthplace of the majority of the world's iPhones. Uh, The company manufactures them there and um, employs millions of uh, Chinese in these companies.
0: So this isn't great news for Apple, but there's been a knock-on effect as well, right?
1: Yeah, well, given that Apple is the biggest component in the major US equity indices, we did see a broader sell-off in the US markets. Um, Clearly, technology and semiconductor stocks lagged. We saw NVIDIA and advanced micro devices falling 1.7% and 2.5% respectively yesterday. The Nasdaq Composite fell for a fourth session in a row yesterday, selling off uh, just shy of 0.9%. And Apple wasn't the only spanner in the work for equities. We had a series of economic data releases yesterday, including uh, fewer than expected jobless claims in the US. And this contributed to fears that the still strong labour market might make the Federal Reserve think twice about relaxing its tight monetary policy stance. So just to give you the numbers there, weekly jobless claims came in at 216,000 versus the 230,000 expected expected. And uh, second quarter labour costs also rose more than anticipated. Um, Just to fill in the rest of the US markets, the S&P slipped 0.32%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, though, closed marginally up on the session. And how about other asset classes? How did they fare yesterday? Yeah, we saw rising Treasury yields as uh, bonds sold off on these worries that the Federal Reserve will have to step up its fight against inflation as the US economy still seems to remain resilient. Um, in currencies, the dollar edged lower, but still set for its longest run of weekly advances in years amid the speculation that the Fed Reserve is going to keep these interest rates elevated. Uh, the offshore yuan weakened, but I'll probably let Thomas talk more about that. And meanwhile, the Japanese yen briefly strengthened after the finance minister in Japan said that they're going to be watching FX moves with a high sense of urgency and they're not ruling out any options to address excess moves there. Uh, When it comes to commodities, uh, gold finished down 0.1%. Bitcoin futures were up 1%. uh, WTI crude was down 0.8%, which is ending its recent streak of nine straight gains. And what about Asian markets overnight? I think we had data out of Japan,
0: didn't we? Do you have a few details for us there?
1: Yes, uh, Japan released revised second quarter gross domestic product figures. Uh, The economy grew 4.8% in the second quarter on a quarter-on-quarter annualised basis. It's a smaller growth than the 6% seen in the preliminary estimates and lower than the 5.5%, which is expected uh, by analysts. Um, Japan's Nikkei 225 extended losses from yesterday and fell 1.38% at one stage this morning. And the topics is also down more than 1% this morning. Um, Over in Hong Kong, uh, the exchange has cancelled the whole day's trading session after a black rainstorm warning. Um, Under Hong Kong exchange guidelines, if a black rainstorm signal is not lifted after 12pm, then there is not allowed to be any trading for the day. And in case you're wondering why an exchange would shut for a little bit of rain, just to put that storm in context, almost 16 centimetres of rain fell in one hour ahead of midnight on the 7th of September. That's uh, the most recorded since 1884. Um, Mainland Chinese markets uh, were in negative territory this morning with the CSI 300 down 0.8%.
0: Okay. And um, anything else to highlight
1: for us before we move on? Uh, just another two things in the news, really. Shares in SMIC, China's largest contract chip maker, plunged this morning after two U.S. congressmen called on the White House to further restrict export sales to the company. Um, the U.S. government has begun an official probe into an advanced made in China chip that's housed within Huawei Technologies' latest smartphone. And this is now set off a debate in Washington about the efficacy of sanctions which are intended to, to contain uh, China. And meanwhile, in other news just out, liquefied natural gas workers at key Chevron Corp sites in Australia are to begin partial strikes today after talks failed to reach an agreement in a dispute that's really impacted the natural gas sector. And looking ahead at markets today, what should we be looking out for? We've got no uh, big data releases today, uh, but when it comes to the market openings, Helen, um, I'm seeing a mixed picture in the European futures markets, but currently the US looks set for a positive open. So that's it from me. Wonderful. Thanks very much, Bernadette, for the interesting roundup this morning. Thanks for having me on, Helen. Now,
0: Thomas, good morning to you firstly and welcome back to the podcast.
2: Good morning, Helen.
0: So the US dollar has risen quite a bit over the last couple of days. Has this surprised you at all?
2: Indeed, the magnitude of the dollar strength is somewhat surprising, especially after the market has almost completely priced out any rate high expectations for the next FOMC meeting on the 20th of September. So what's
0: keeping the US dollar so strong?
2: One reason could be the avalanche of bond issues, which we are currently seeing in US dollar. Not only the US Treasury is issuing enormous amounts of bonds, also corporate issuers are very active. These issues keep U.S. rates bid, and in order to find enough buyers to absorb the huge volume, the dollar has to be stable and attractive. You know, my first boss in FX always told me, Thomas, the dollar always trades at the level which suits the U.S. best. And currently, the U.S. needs a strong dollar to absorb all these issues.
0: Okay, and are there any other reasons for the dollar strength, do you think?
2: Probably, yes. It could also be the weakness of the other currencies, which make the dollar look so strong. Gross outlook for China and Euroland, for example, has disappointed constantly over the last couple of weeks, while the U.S. numbers rather pointed to a soft landing.
0: So do you think the dollar is going to continue to outperform?
2: It looks like the dollar will remain on the strong side for the weeks to come. However, should also the U.S. economy start to show more pronounced weakness, the market will be quick to bring forward rate cut expectations, which will weaken the dollar again.
0: Okay, let's move on from the dollar then. What else are you looking at at the moment?
2: Well, a major topic is still the yen. Most analysts agree that the Bank of Japan sooner or later has to follow the other central banks and tighten monetary policy. This should support the yen, which has been the weakest currency this year and is hopelessly undervalued. However, the big question is not if the BOJ will tighten, but when. Staying long yen, which still has negative interest rates at the short end, against the dollar, for instance, is very costly because of the large interest rate differential. But buying yen against Swiss franc, which is, by the way, the best performing currency this year, is considerably cheaper. And if the Bank of Japan moves, the yen should strengthen against the Swiss francs as well. One way to play this view is via a reverse convertible. If you invest Swiss franc with alternative currency yen for one month and choose a net-the-money strike, you get a coupon of 11% per annum. If you get converted, it is done at a historically high level of the Swiss franc and you have a fair chance to get your Swisses back at the lower level.
0: Great. Thank you very much, Thomas. Nice to speak to you this morning.
2: Thank you, Helen.
0: So that is all for today. Thank you again to my guest this morning and thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and please also leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. We would love to hear your feedback. And to join us again next week, I will be back on Monday talking to more of my colleagues about what is moving markets. Until then, have a great day, everyone, and then a great weekend. Bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to wwwjuliasbearcom forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal
1: information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.